This is Drum Kun. Welcome. I have a question. Do COVID-19 uh, measures and regulations, do they pose a threat or do they undermine the democratic freedoms and human rights as quote-unquote enshrined in, for instance, the United Nations Charter, of which many countries are signat signatories, and also basic rights as in quote-unquote enshrined in the constitutions of many nations. Now, why am I asking this question? Take for example in in Greece, as of today, people have to literally text, send a text message to the government if they are going to get out of their own home, uh, because they are only allowed to go out to do shopping, banking, and I don't know some other emergency services. But now my question is: Imagine this time last year if you told the uh, people of Greece because we are told that democracy was founded in Greece now if you told the people of Greece that the this time last year that you would have to send a text message to for the to the authorities to say I, I need to get out of my house to to take a small walk you know, it's almost as if you have to ask for permission from the government. If you had told this to people this time last year, nobody would have believed you. You would have been called, a, you know, you are insane or you are peddling, you know, things that make people feel insecure. But I'll give you another second example. Uh, I'm, I'm based in Denmark and uh, in the northern part of Denmark where where this minks uh, have infected people with the coronavirus with the new mutation that they think poses a greater threat to the efforts to find a global vaccine they have had to quarantine more than a you know a quarter of a million people you know, these are several municipalities, about seven municipalities. The people in those municipalities are not allowed to go out of the municipality. They're not, they're only allowed to go out of their homes for very basic and essential uh, services. And obviously this is a very uh, stressful situation for those people who, you know, they're essentially in a kind of uh, home arrest type of situation. It's not, of course, they're not under arrest, but they have essentially been cordoned off from the rest of the country. In the, you know, this is what the authorities think might address the situation, although the situation has been ongoing since June, but they're only taking these drastic measures now. Now, my original question is and was, 
do these measures to fight coronavirus, are these measures like lockdown measures and some of these measures, I, I mentioned Greece as an example, I mentioned Denmark right now, are these measures hampering, for instance, the right to freedom of your, to exercise your freedom of uh, movement, for instance? You, you have a right to exercise your freedom of movement. You have a right to exercise your freedom of opinion, your thoughts. And I'm sure there are people maybe whose opinions or thoughts are not prone. They, they don't support these extreme measures. But we have seen that in this uh, coronavirus situation that it took one virus for the nations or several nations rather to surrender their democratic uh, rights to a few group of uh, individuals you know the authorities and so-called experts who are making decisions that may very well be catastrophic or may be helpful in the short term or long term because the honest truth is not a lot is understood scientifically at this point about this virus I mean, I remember a few months ago, there was a great debate about whether or not masks were helpful. You know, many people were scorning masks. Even some of the experts, health experts, were scorning. They were not really saying masks could help to lower this uh, spread. Even here in Denmark, there was a grand debate about masks and, you know, the government you know took a long time until the numbers were getting alarming then they started to take these extreme measures so <laughs> it's amazing that if you had told people in Denmark this time last year that you know you might you are going to be required to go into lockdowns certain sections of the country are going to go on lockdowns with these rules like uh, i've just told you the mink industry is literally being decimated if you had told those people you know I mean that's a multi-billion dollar industry that their livelihoods and everything will be snatched from them in the name of fighting coronavirus so it's amazing to me my analysis or the conclusion of my analysis is that the the thing called democracy which is a good thing you know, I, I support the freedom of movement, your freedom of speech, your freedom of thought, your freedom of worship. But this can easily be surrendered in a catastrophic situation like we are seeing with this pandemic. That if there's one thing that will put democracy to its deathbed is ensuing crises that are going to come out. Because then in those circumstances we see that authorities are behaving with a form of aut autocracy uh, uh, you know where they are make you know making these blanket rules no one is going to you know to they're not even asking the general public what is their opinion they're asking a few people called experts maybe some scientists or whatever and based on those very a minority the opinion of a so-called expert so-called i say then they shut down the country but in a democratic country maybe people should vote 
whether or not there's a lockdown, you know, uh, maybe you know they don't have to vote as in going to the to to the polling station, but maybe they could do mail-in ballots. Maybe that like button, which people use to like photos and everything, maybe that technology could be used to facilitate a kind of at least a voting or at least take an opinion poll or something, you know, across the diverse backgrounds to see is there something that people are want to do right now or not so obviously i think with this uh, scenario my own prognosis is that i think we are seeing how democracy is going to come to a sudden and abrupt end when one day there will come a crisis bigger than this covid 19 uh, it is quite possible that you know the democratic um, principles and the democratic sort of uh, systems are going to be challenged and people are going to surrender their power to someone who will claim to be an expert you know because we're already seeing this cult of experts where whoever is called an expert now can command and put in place measures that are not democratic in the sense that these measures are not voted by the majority of people but the expert has now become a bigger sort of a uh, player with you know <laughs> and and people are turning to these experts and i think their decisions they are making even though yes they are making them in the interests of protecting the public health but at the same time i think there's something also going on which is that the democratic principles and democratic systems are effectively being uh, sidelined and this is a new form of government that we are seeing uh, sort of manifesting itself throughout europe you know the rest of the world where on the basis of a few health experts the entire country can be locked down, entire regions can be locked down, an entire industry like the mink industry can be put down, entire livelihoods can be taken away. So I, I'm, I'm just analyzing this and of course I have uh, published in a previous episode called Spiritual Significance of COVID-19 and this is what I truly believe about COVID-19. but. This is just an analysis on my part. I'm not saying that I'm an expert. I know everything, but I'm just analyzing how quickly democracy seems to be evaporating in the midst of this uh, pandemic. So this is these are my thoughts. And you can listen to my music on Spotify, Deezer, Tidal, wherever music is streamed. Uh, you can just find Drumkun, one word, and... Uh, you know enjoy the music and you can spark also a discussion about whether or not democracy is evaporating or is under threat or is being undermined in the face of some of these extreme measures in the name of fighting this virus you know i think democracy has taken a hit but uh, what do you think what is what are your thoughts you're welcome to send in your thoughts on anchor with a voice message um and you know you're you're welcome to share this podcast 
so that people can have a genuine, honest debate because there's still freedom of speech, at least here where I am in Denmark. Maybe freedom of movement will be limited very soon to where I am because already in parts of Denmark, whether or not they would like to exercise their freedom of speech, that right is no longer for them to decide, but the government is now deciding for them. So these are the times that we're living in. And this is Drumkun. See you in the next episode.